1: You know, we're not obligated to talk about uh, Donald Trump or Republican candidates, right?
2: Thank God. Right. Thank God. I said to Adam this morning, did you watch the debate? He said, no. You know what I said?
1: And I didn't say no. I
2: said, (laughs) did you? I said, no. I'm, I'm not interested. Why would we? In that debate. But yet, the fact that we're not interested in that debate, and so many others are not interested in that debate, is a commentary on our current climate. These are two people who nobody really believes is going to get the Republican nomination to actually run for president. Right. I feel like... Right now. He's, right now. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, something catastrophic happened. Well, catastrophic in the sense that he is barred from the ticket or, you know, charged with or, you know, convicted of a crime. I'm talking about Donald Trump, of course. Um, and the... We don't. I don't have interest in people yelling at each other or calling mm-hmm. each other liars so, all night because they're both lying, talking over each other. I don't have interest in making my blood pressure rise even more for people who are probably not anywhere close to a political mm-hmm. future in the presidency.
1: I heard Tim Palenion on with Vanita this morning mm-hmm. saying that, and he did, he gave me a slimmer, sliver of hope in hmm. this, that so. uh, the Iowa caucus, which is Monday, if, first of all... Do we? How much do we trust the polling? Clearly, Trump has a significant lead.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, how big that lead actually is, is based on, you know, polling and whether People we... People
2: who answer polls. Right.
1: And who answer polls. Mm-hmm. And he was And most of those polls are still the, done by phone. Mm-hmm. And Plenty, Tim made a great point saying, who still answers the phone? Right. So Correct. is it as big as uh, it is? It might be the lead I'm talking mm-hmm. about, but it might not be. Mm-hmm. And if Nikki Haley, Haley. or Ron DeSantis... Mm-hmm. Does better than expected mm-hmm. in number two. Then the third candidate, whoever comes in third, maybe says, okay, maybe it's not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. And then there's this coalition or supporters like Chris Christie. Who mm-hmm. Yesterday, what did we say about Chris Christie? Mm-hmm. We're like, is he still in the race?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't heard from him. Well, he dropped out yesterday. There you go. That's so, what we heard.
1: He, uh, so his supporters clearly probably would back like a Nikki Haley. So could there be momentum after Iowa for one of those two people sure. closing that gap?
2: But the gap is what, 20 percentage points according to these polls 30. of people who answer the phone?
1: Right, 30, mid-30s. <laughs> so, oh, wow. That's yeah. huge. It's yeah, a huge. That's huge. So, uh,
2: okay, so we did not watch that debate. So we really have nothing to say about that. And that's okay. We, we both – our blood pressure was lowered yesterday except for the few minutes – where Adam tuned into the Trump town hall I did. on Fox News.
1: I So the Wolves were in a great game yesterday yes. against the Celtics. That raised my blood pressure. Yeah. Very exciting. They lost, but whatever. But I switched over just to say, okay, well, I'll just, I'll grin and bear it here. You never know. And actually, I'm going to say this for as much as I criticize Trump, there was a brief point when I turned over and he was actually very statesmanlike speaking with really? voters. I, again, it's a very low bar to clear okay. with him, right? Because. Most of us just see his clips from his rallies. Mm-hmm. He plays the hits, and you're just like, "Oh my god, this guy!" Right. But okay, he's in this situation. But again, it's a very low bar. But then he's praising. Uh, he's talking about how Viktor Orbán uh, of Hungary is, is such as praised him, and it's like, really, that's that's the goal in life is mm-hmm. to get praise from Viktor Orbán? Mm-hmm. It and shouldn't it, be. It shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And he's taking questions from voters, but. Uh, the, Is it going to, am I tuning in to get my mind changed about Donald Trump? No.
2: No, but I was wondering what he said, and I did ask what were the highlights. And you said he took full credit for the overturn of Roe v. Wade, Mm -hmm. but then sort of walked back. And I, you know, read this this morning that while he takes full credit for overturning Roe v. Wade, he also was like, whoa, 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 but there have to be, um, you know, instances where women can still get abortions, right?
1: Yeah, he's walking the line because yeah, he he can take credit for Roe v. Wade overturning, mm-hmm. uh, but that decision has uh, not worked out well for Republicans over the last three elections. Mm-hmm. So now he realizes mm-hmm. that that's not a winning issue for Republicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be in Iowa for uh, your hardcore conservative voters, but not in a general election. So clearly, he's walking a fine line there, saying, right. "Okay, yes, I, you know, it was my judges who." overturned Roe v. Wade, but at the same time, you know, there should be some exceptions and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting position to be.
2: Were in. there any, I know you didn't watch the whole thing, but were there any other highlights that jumped out at you? Did he talk about his cases, anything like that? I'm sure
1: he did. I'd not, okay. not when I watched, it was very brief.
2: Yeah. So. That was definitely not something that I was going to watch either, but you know, that also shows, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't watch the level of interest in something like this. There's nothing I can do to change if I watch or not watch. And I knew I was just going to get angry if I did watch. So for me, it's just a wait and see, all right, who's going to be the Republican nominee. And then, you know, certainly vote or talk about, you know, investigate, you know, the, the candidates and talk about them on the air. That's what we can do. I, uh, I did not want to raise my blood pressure. We did watch the Timberwolves game. That was exciting. And, um, and that was about it. I just I didn't feel like I needed to invest in time for people like you know the the the, the Nikki Haley, who I like. I think Nikki Haley is very competent. I think she would make a good president. I got to be honest. I think she would make a good president. She is serious, she is smart, she is competent, she is um experienced. Mm-hmm. I think she has the good of the country at heart. Sure, has she made faux pas? Yeah, the civil war is about slavery whatever let we are over that. Um, Are we over that though? We're over it. She knows it was about slavery. She's apologized for it. It was about slavery. We get it. Um, she, I, I think she'd make a good president. I really do.
1: Even though a lot of her, obviously her viewpoints and her uh, her top, um, her God her, her policies you want abortion? her policies probably don't align with you, right?
2: Well, you would have to ask what policies. I think that. Um, no, her policy on abortion does not align with me. Absolutely not. I think she has a more realistic view because she understands what's left of the Republican Party that re- most Republicans support abortion in some way or another, or, you know, could live with certain legitimate policies. And I think that, again, Roe v. Wade has been overturned. Who knows what she's going to do with that? But that, I, I'm not a one issue person. So right. that wouldn't be it for me.
1: Correct. Uh again, though, it shows you that our apathy towards that is because we feel mm-hmm. like we're marching towards the inevitable, which is mm-hmm. Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. Right. And there's a lot of people on the left, too, who are going along with it because that's just the way it is, mm-hmm. including maybe our next guest, Amy yeah, Klobuchar. And
2: we're, g- we're going to see if she watched the debate last night.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, lots to, to cover with her, including uh, her concerns about artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and how uh, it leads up to the election, what the misinformation out there. Mm-hmm. And drug prices, another study about how Florida is trying something different when it comes to bringing drug prices down and how Canada is doing it.
2: Yeah, that's a win for Ron DeSantis, and I don't usually say a lot of nice right. things about Ron DeSantis, this is something, but this is a great and policy. And this is
1: something that Senator Klobuchar has been, at least policy-wise, been trying mm-hmm. to handle for Correct. the last few years. We'll talk to Senator Klobuchar next. Lots to get to with uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar, so let's hop right into it. She joins us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Senator, thank you so much for the time. Uh, saw your fake, tweet y- yesterday about artificial intelligence and its role leading up to the election. We've seen it already with uh, misinformation, uh, deep fake videos. So, my question is this, Senator what is Congress doing about it, and what can we do about it?
3: Well, We want to have an election where people can tell whether it is the real person or not. And no matter if you're a Democrat, Republican, independent, you want to know who you're hearing from. And sadly, we're starting to see videos really in other places in the world and in our country that aren't really the candidate. So I have joined forces with a very conservative Republican, Josh Hawley uh, from Missouri. And together we have introduced a bill with significant support on both sides of the aisle to ban these kinds of videos, because even just putting a label on at the end that says created by AI, people are not going to get to the end. They're going to think it is, whether it is Donald Trump or Joe Biden or Nikki Haley or anyone, they're going to think it's the real person. And we just can't have that in our democracy. So I've appreciated that we have broad bipartisan support. And that is just one thing that needs to be done on AI. You don't want to have it used against our country in a bad way for security um, from terrorists on, and so there's got to be guardrails big time in place uh, where they could find somehow the plans to uh, weapon or anything of that ilk. The second thing is to make sure we preserve innovation. There can be great things out of AI. It was just down at Mayo. There's exciting things happening with that, but we want to make sure that people's about blueprints and their plans and their own identities are protected and finally just scams. And I've been working on that as well. Uh, We had someone uh, who works for me, whose kid is in the Marines and got a fake call from who wasn't their son saying that they needed money because they scraped his voice off the internet. So there's going to be a lot of challenges ahead and a lot of benefits, and we got to get on top of it. You
1: mentioned, you know, banning those videos. Uh, To me, that seems almost impossible to do, though, because it's just the Wild West. How do we control that?
3: (laughs) Well, you put the – on the platforms, right? They may not like this, although some of them have actually endorsed this bill because they know how serious it is. And you put it on them that they have to get this off um, because otherwise you on WCCO Radio – Or uh, the the TVs, the local TVs, they're not allowed to do something like that. Like, the minute they have to, like, put these ads on and make sure they're okay before they do it, right? That same standard should apply to these platforms because as much as you see a bunch of negative ads on TV and you're going to continue seeing that in the election, there are limits that they can't cross. And the problem is right now on the Internet, it's, as you say, the Wild West limits are crossed all the time. And when it gets to not even knowing if it's your own president telling you there's an emergency, uh, that is a recipe for chaos. And that's why you see people from both sides of the aisle saying there are limits to this.
2: Senator, I'd like to uh, move on to these affordable drugs that are coming in from Canada. I know in 2017, you and Senator McCain introduced a Safe and Affordable Drugs from Canada Act. And also, in fact, Ron DeSantis As of, I believe, last Friday. (laughs) I know, it's crazy that I'm, I I mean, I really like this policy, but the FDA (laughs) is now allowing... No, no,
3: no, it's always been bipartisan. Uh, Former Governor Pawlenty was all over supporting this.
2: Well, thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate it. But yeah, they're allowing (laughs) Florida to import millions of dollars worth of medications from Canada. First of all, should Minnesota be doing this? And where are we with actually getting the drug companies to sell drugs at a normal price in the U.S.?
3: Well, um, we have been supportive, and I know the Governor's supportive of this. It's just that when states have done this, Maine tried doing this, and they've run into um, problems and Minnesota um, as well. Um, but the um, answer to me is to do this federally, and that's why I have both, again, Democratic and Republican Senators um, supporting the reimportation of drugs um, from Canada. But there's another answer as well, and that is allowing for negotiation of prices under Medicare. That's a bill I led that's actually passed, and they're now negotiating the top 10 drugs, which includes very common drugs like Eliquis and Xarelto for blood clots, Jardians, and Januvia for diabetes. Just to give you a sense, only 10 drugs that are finally getting negotiated where pharma doesn't get their way, 9 million seniors... Spent three point four billion, not million, billion in out-of-pocket costs um, just in the last year on these drugs, and so that's why getting the uh, negotiation going is going to be really, really, really important. And that's happening right now. And then we're going to have more drugs negotiated, and then we want to that those prices will help people who aren't seniors to get better, better rates.
1: We're talking to uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar, a number of topics to get to with our limited time. I wanted to ask you about this, Senator, about, and this, I think it relates to Joe Biden's polling numbers. When you we see the, almost weekly, we get news that the economy in the U.S. is strong and robust, yet so many Americans don't feel that way. Why is there that disconnect?
3: Uh, You know, it's a long time uh, until the election uh, for president. And I think as someone that's been through this before, uh, there's a lot of ups and downs. But when it comes to the economy, I think we all know things have greatly improved since the uh, pandemic. And our country actually came out of that in a much better place than a lot of other countries, including, you know, highly advanced countries. Um, And so that's good. However, we know we had inflation. We had huge problems with shipping. That was a bill that Senator Thune of South Dakota and I took on. We've seen a great decrease in the shipping rates, which have helped with costs. So now we're seeing an evening out of that. That doesn't mean that everything's still rosy. One, we need people for some of the jobs in Minnesota, and we need to get students into those areas where we know we have openings. Uh, two, there's nickel and diamond going on all the place, hidden fees. When it comes to everything from... Tickets for music events, one of my big things, taking on Ticketmaster, uh, to uh, pharmaceutical prices like we just discussed, to hotels and motels, to cable bills. Um, and so this has been one of my areas that I've been working on for the last few years because it's just not fair and it hurts people. And so, yeah, their wage go up maybe, but then if they have higher costs for things like housing and childcare, then that eats it all up. So I think that's why you see people feeling, you know, that understandably. While there's jobs available in Minnesota, while we have highly successful companies, you got to keep getting at what the problems are of the day. And the problems of the day are some of this nickel-diming, filling our workforce needs, um, making sure things are affordable for people, and then they can. By the way, childcare. That's going to allow more people to go back to work if you have available and affordable childcare.
2: Senator Klobuchar, let's address the border. I've been watching interviews with Mike Johnson as well as, of course, the president. Mike Johnson says the president needs to use his executive authority to secure the southern border. The president reminds – and journalists remind Mike Johnson that the legislature actually makes the laws. Adam and I are so frustrated. Mm -hmm. I really feel like immigration could have been solved because I've got ideas for it years ago, and it's a political football. So first of all, who's telling the truth and what should we do about the border?
3: Um, we must get something done on the border. Um, There are too many people for the people at the border to handle. We always have rights to asylum in this country that will continue, Um, but we are having these surges of people come over, and with that has come fentanyl and all kinds of things. So right now, there's actually a solution in the making out of the U.S. Senate, uh, which is a bipartisan group, and... I put input in that, especially on the fentanyl front and some other things, as a member of the Judiciary Committee, who has supported immigration reform in various forms, all bipartisan bills, um, from the time of uh, George Bush on. It is time to finally get this done, <clears throat> to do something at the border, and then at but the what same should we do? time,
2: what what what, well, should what that you be?
3: do is you first of all look at what the standards are for asylum, some changes can be made for to that. Number two, you put in. um, some limitations on how many people are considered for asylum because uh, it's called the surge protector Uh, because the people at the border, the border personnel, the security people, the judges, everyone involved in this simply can't handle uh, those numbers that are coming through. People are being pushed through by coyotes, by cartels. Um, There's a potential for terrorism. And so that has to be limited. Then three... Um, you do smart border control, and as we know, people are going to find a way. So the best way to do it is to limit where the openings are uh, to come into the border. And then finally, and I can't tell you how important this is for Minnesota, you have to have a good legal immigration system. That's why we call it reform. You have to have visas, work permits, and that means people not just from the border. This means people who legally come in, uh, like we've seen with Hmong in our state, Uh, with our uh, population of immigrants that are a big part of the fabric of life in Minnesota. And right now we need more workers in ag and in tourism and a lot of other places. So you have a smart legal immigration reform that makes that more possible. So all of those things combined are what we are working on for this agreement, which is James Lankford is involved in it, who's a very conservative Republican from Oklahoma. Um, We have got Um, a number of other people that are involved in making this work so we can have an agreement. And it's going to also, this agreement also will include um, other things. Ukraine funding my Afghan uh, bill that includes all those, the people that were interpreters that helped our military, top priority of the VFW and of the American Legion and President Bush and General Petraeus and the like. That's also something we're considering in this legislation that I lead with Lindsey Graham. So I just think we have some real opportunities right now on immigration to move forward for the safety of our country, which is number one, but also for our workforce and our economy.
2: Senator, thank you for that answer. And I know your PR person is after us to get you going. I know you're busy. I just (laughs) wanted to get your thoughts and Minnesotans' thoughts. This is near and dear to my heart. The case that South Africa has brought at the International Court of Justice accusing Israel of uh, genocidal in nature character. What are your thoughts on this lawsuit? And what, as Minnesotans, should we know about this?
3: Yes, well, I think we know that our country has um, uh, taken the position, as far as this lawsuit goes, um, that um, that this is not meritorious. However, that being said, I think we need to do everything that we can to reduce um, hostilities right now. Uh, that means bringing home the remaining hostages. Uh, that means getting aid to innocent uh, civilians and continue working to an eventual two state solution. There was a, a terrorist attack. There are more than 100 hostages in custody, but that still means, doesn't mean we don't need to reduce uh, these deaths of innocent people. And I feel very strongly about that. I feel also very strongly about getting humanitarian aid into Gaza, and I've been a long term supporter of a two-state solution.
1: Senator Klobuchar, thank you for the time today. We appreciate it. Hope to talk to you again soon.
3: Okay,
2: thank you. Thank you, Senator.
1: 933. uh, You can react. We'll react. 651-461-9226. I see a couple of phone lines already ringing. Uh, We'll get to those calls and jump on in. 651-461-9226. Brought to us by Bradshaw and Bryant. Uh, Winter storm warning south and east of the metro. Although for the Twin Cities, now we're kind of going back and forth. We now uh, probably have a little more storm uh, possibility here. Winter storm watch for the Twin Cities through tomorrow night. Partly sunny today. Steady temps this afternoon. Snow develops late, otherwise cloudy. Tomorrow into tomorrow night, snow beginning in the afternoon, continuing into Saturday morning, 2 to 5 inches. Uh, In the metro, again, the heavier amounts in the south metro when all is said and done. Right now in the Twin Cities, glorious sunshine, but cold, 13 degrees.
0: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?
2: And we wish that we could have had more time. But David was getting a lot of pressure for us to wrap this up. There were so many – I wanted to follow up and ask her, so can you say Israel is not committing genocide? I had questions about the border. Uh, Adam wanted to ask about uh, Biden's Biden's poll numbers.
1: numbers. Yeah. Again, Again, I mean, she's not going to, I want to ask her that because knowing that she's not going to say, you know what, Adam, you're right. If those are in the tank and Joe Mm -hmm. Biden probably is not the best candidate, Mm -hmm. we know what she's going to say. But there's concern there and and there should be concern Mm -hmm. there. And uh, yes, it's a long time until the election. Mm -hmm. But, you know. What's going to happen uh, between now and then that will change her mind to feel like you know Joe Biden is going to be somehow the guy that's going to beat Donald Trump or whomever mm-hmm. uh, he's running against? I, I don't. All
2: right. Some of your responses, by the way. Uh, let's see. Someone said, "You know, I love Amy." This is a texter, and it sounded to me like she just said, "We need to build a border wall." Pretty much in effect. Oh. That's what this person heard. That's what she said. Sorry, just a guy from Hugo. I mean, what I heard her say was that we need to have sensible immigration laws. Right. We, we, we do need to stop the people that are coming in illegally. And I think yes. everybody agrees on right. that. Every American, I imagine, would agree on that.
1: most. I think there are probably some people that say, you know, yeah, this, is, this is the plan of uh, freedom, so come on in. But oh, no, really? no, oh, that's right. not. Well, that- I don't know
2: anybody like that. Really? Do you know anybody that would say, yeah, let everybody in?
1: But I'm sure there's some people out there that do. Maybe. Yeah.
2: But it was interesting, you know, when we pressed her and said, "Okay, what should happen?" She said, "We need to fix the asylum laws. What is legal asylum? We need to uh, stop people, obviously, like cartels, and and also stop people that are getting pushed in by cartels, like drug mules and people that are not in control of their own freedom that are trafficked through. I mean, this all exists, but." That's legislation. Those are laws that need to be changed. That's what Congress does. That's their job. And they're just not doing it. Did she ever address if it's just a political footballer? I mean, she seemed to say it can be solved.
1: It can be. And I think it shows you the disconnect and the difference between the Senate and the House of Representatives. Because wow. the Senate, there actually is bipartisan agreement mm-hmm. on some of these things. But the yes. thing is, they're the House, there is no compromise. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw it again yesterday with House, um, the rumblings from the GOP House saying that M- Mike Johnson <laughs> is already mm-hmm. being heavily criticized for, God forbid, working with Democrats on some that's topics. Ridiculous. So he's already uh, falling out of favor of some in his flank. Because okay, but that's, that's
2: on us. That's on the American people. Find your not on me. I didn't vote fi- for Mike right, Johnson. That's what i No, it's not even a Mike Johnson thing find the people that are blocking it find the identify if it is your representative in congress that is so far one way or the other that they don't want mike johnson to compromise and do your best to vote that person out if you want a compromise mm-hmm. that is what the, we have to have some kind of compromise if you want the border wall fixed there ha, or excuse me the border fixed there has to be a compromise and just saying my way or the highway nothing is ever going to get done and the american people need to realize that
1: well, that's they're a long way from realizing well because we we're are,
2: supposed to have the power we vote we right. put them in office and we take them out of office if we don't like it and and that is on us friends that is our responsibility even like i mean what she was talking about i thought was interesting about social media and about AI, that was your first question. And please, if you didn't get to hear it, use the Odyssey app and, and rewind and hear the interview with Amy. Um, what she said about AI was there needs to be government relations. There needs to – excuse me, regulation. There needs to be consequences for the actions. Like for example, if you and I say something wrong or defame somebody, the FCC right. um, finds us or we get fired. Right. There, there are We're sued actions that are – Consequences because there are laws in place. But with social media, if you already put a deep fake out there, you know, it has to go through proper trials where somebody finds it, then you get fined, or then it gets taken down. There's also the aspect, Adam, of not allowing this stuff to ever see the light of day. And Congress and her bill does not address that. And I don't even know if it can, but that's about the social media organizations self regulating themselves. And I don't know that's ever going to happen.
1: That's what uh, I mean. regulate that. I mean, I appreciate the, her attempts to do that, and at least Congress, Congress's attempts to do that, but that was my question. It's like, how, how do you regulate that when you don't even know where half that stuff is half? Most of it is coming from originating in the first place. Then it becomes reality when it gets shared so many times.
2: I guess she was saying that if they do air something like this, maybe the regulation would be to shut down that social media site, but how do you do that? You know, let's say Instagram publishes something that's a deep fake yep. that defames somebody or spreads misinformation. OK, great. The FCC steps in and says this is wrong. You shut down Instagram all over the world. I mean, is, is that going to be the consequence? I f-
1: no. That <laughs> we, we don't have the, right. We don't have the appetite to do that. So is that just the acceptance uh, of the freedom that we want and have mm-hmm. is just to accept that? By the way, back to the immigration point. Yeah, she sure. did mention limit points of entry, and a lot of people saying, "Well, that means a wall." Uh, again, I don't know feasibly how. Uh, first of all, how feasible an uh, an entire mm-hmm. wall is. No, the wall didn't get built. Mm-hmm. Some of it got built, but not all of it got built. And there built. was
2: wall in place before Correct. Trump ever, you know, came to and an office. And I'm sure
1: it so. is effective in certain mm-hmm. parts uh, of the the border, but not all parts of the border. Nope. But yes. Uh, Nobody is suggesting, at least on this show, that, Mm -hmm. uh, no, that we should have no wall and that, you know, anybody should be able to come in. No, that's uh, not. of
2: course, you know, have certain points of entry. But I think she was also saying anybody who comes, I guess, is processed in some way, shape or form. She was saying limit the asylum rules. Like, what is asylum? Like, is domestic violence considered asylum? Of course, I would feel bad for any person who is abused in any way, but is that and should that be a cause for asylum? So um again, that's Congress's job. They need to figure out who is going to be legally allowed. And then also, Adam, you know, there needs to be a system set up for where these people can go before they get their hearing, you know, being integrated into our society with maybe you'll come back for your hearing or maybe not. I don't know that that's the best way to go either.
1: Ron is in Mankato. He's called in on the WCCO talk line. Go ahead, Ron. Well, I have a question for Jordana. She was talking about voting those uncompromising people out. Well, that's all well and good, but does she not realize that those people were voted in because they are uncompromising? They won't. They won't. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, she's been voted in and she will be probably voted in because people
2: in her district feel the same way. And I, of course I understand that cerebrally, but if people in that district are also screaming about immigrants, immigrants, let's get them out. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is unwilling to do anything about it. Then, you know, if they are thinking people, they have to realize she's not doing the job of fixing immigration. She's just creating this stalemate that we have. So I that's, understand that's why cool. they voted her in, but they also need to rethink if they really want it fixed or they really just want to stand on their hill and die there. I'm right. I'm right. And and so is Marjorie Taylor Greene. Then nothing gets done.
1: That's exactly right. And you have people who know lie to you about anything. And uh, a lot of those people will believe it. Yep. I mean, you talk about A.I. making false things there's a lot of them that aren't false and lie
3: through their teeth yeah. and people fuck it
1: up. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for the call. Yeah, the, until we, you know, change the gerrymandering that's going on where we make districts that are absolutely solidly one party or the other, then this doesn't get solved because it doesn't matter because you think MTG's constituents are going to look at her and say, well, I don't think she's getting, because she tells them, no, it's not my fault. It's their fault. It's always their fault. And that's that's what we do. We don't say – we don't objectively look at things and say, no, you know, there can be blame to go on both sides. No, we don't do that anymore. It's our, our way or the highway, which is a bad place to be in, which is why I appreciate – and you may not agree with Amy Klobuchar and all her statements or something or what she works on or uh, I would argue that we see much more cooperation in the Senate based – based on how it's structured because it has to be compromised than we do in the house. And it was set up that way, but it leads to absolute gridlock and nothing
2: happening in Washington. So maybe it's time for governmental reform.
1: We talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. When's that going to happen?
2: I don't know. I don't, certainly not anytime soon. They can't fix this and people claim they want this fixed. Um, That's not going to happen. Anytime soon. It's honestly sad because if there's gridlock, nothing gets done. Right. And then we don't move forward as a country. We certainly don't heal. We don't make it better. Yeah. And I, at least I would hope that people would want things to improve one way or the other. We need to fix immigration. And whatever the solution or whatever the next thing that Congress votes on, it might not be perfect, but it should be progress. And we're not even seeing that. And that's our problem.
1: 949, Adam and Jordana. On a uh, Thursday morning on WCCO. You know, we were talking, uh, actually, Vanita and Jimmy brought it up about lookalikes. By the way, I looked up the person that they said you did. <laughs> we're way off. Yeah, what do you
2: I'm think sorry. about that? No. What's her name?
1: Uh, I forgot already.
2: Uh, but, yeah, maybe Janelle something, or she, I don't remember. But, but no, yeah, I said she just he just thinks she looks like me because she looks very Jewish.
1: See, I don't even think that. I just said like I like I don't know. Really? I have no idea. I just thought of, and I don't think I look like John Krasinski. But whatever. But I bring that up because there is a guy who's got a pretty good gig right now because he looks like Travis Kelsey. Oh, yes. And mm-hmm. uh, right now, mm-hmm. apparently, <laughs> he's taking advantage of it because he'll, for a price, will uh, visit your party. Super Bowl party.
2: This is great. But well, where does he $1,500? live? $1,500, I by the way. Where's he, where's he flying way? to?
1: I don't know. But he's 6'6", so he's got to, I mean, he's, you know, you can look yeah. like Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. but if you don't actually, are the You're size of Travis Kelsey? Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, by the way, good looking dude. You think so?
2: Uh, he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. Just okay? I mean, he's, a you know, an average, you know, mildly handsome person. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't do it for me. He doesn't get yeah. me going. Yeah,
0: he gets me going. Are you talking about knowledge. Adam being mildly handsome or John? <laughs> I being mean, mildly.
2: Travis Kelsey is like okay. Like I'm telling you, if Travis Kelsey wasn't a football player or dating Taylor Swift, and you saw him on the street, you'd be like, ah, oh, meh. You know, he's fine. Yeah. You know, I don't know that I'm going up to him in a bar in my younger years or saying, wow, look at that guy, he's really hot. You know. Or. Did you
1: do that in your younger years? Approach men in bars? Were you? Were you? Uh, that long, forward?
2: It's been a long time, Adam. I was not shy. Nice. I See, I
1: appreciate shy. that because I was shy.
2: I was not shy. You know, and I mean, bars. When did I go to bars? When I was in college and like after college. So, I mean, so you're usually loaded. So you got your beer muscles, you yeah. know, so I, I, I Liquid don't know. courage? Yeah, exactly.
1: I've, this reminds me of a, I always wanted to start a sitcom in my head. I wanted to write a sitcom about two guys who were like lookalikes because I stumbled upon a page one time mm-hmm. that was like a, it was like an agency where you could, and they had all these lookalikes. Really? I mean, hundreds and hundreds of lookalikes, and some of them were for people like who hadn't been popular in, or, or were mildly popular mm-hmm. in the 70s, like Leo Sayer. I remember there was a Leo Sayer lookalike. Can't even picture. Leo Sayer was a singer in the 70s. Mm-hmm. I forget his big hit. He had maybe won a couple hits, mm-hmm. but like, who the hell has a party and says, you know what this party needs? We need a, a Leo, Leo Sayer look-alike. lookalike. Oh! So and I, mean, I just who, thought that would be a great that? premise for a for a for a sitcom where these two guys like are yeah. lookalikes and they get hired for parties.
2: And by the way, I'm not spending fifteen hundred dollars on a Travis Kelsey lookalike because no. you never know what his personality is. We don't know who this person is. It's not like he's going to go tell jokes. He's just going to sit there and watch. The I'd game pay fifteen hundred
1: for a Taylor Swift lookalike. I got to be honest. Oh
2: God, who? What is who is the celebrity that everybody says you look like?
1: Uh, I've had many over the years. Uh, lately, over the last few years, it's been um, Jason Sudeikis. Hmm. Okay. Yeah.
2: And you're handsomer than Jason Sudeikis.
1: I think Jason Sudeikis is a very handsome lad.
2: I think you're handsomer.
1: Oh well, thank you.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I've had uh, Matthew Perry years ago. Yeah. Um, Michael Keaton a long time. Maybe ago. Maybe before
2: he got fat. You well, know. Thank you, you, you for a, saying that because I was
1: going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like the yeah. You know, you're like the fat Matthew Perry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's not that funny. That's yeah, like Look, somebody, somebody say, tells you hey, oh, you're, you're the yeah. old one. Right. The, the person I look like, David said it's called her name is Jenny Slate. Yeah, no. I, I don't know. That's what that's uh, that's okay. That that's what
1: uh It's in the eye of the beholder, I guess. Right. Just like love. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, uh, David, lot-
2: do you have a oh, hold on? Do you have a doppelganger?
1: Um, this is a weird deep cut, but young Art Garfunkel looks oh, exactly okay, like I, I did. Actually, it's really weird, and I'll show you a picture during I, the party. You got to get the uh, like the wig, the bad you know, the wig. hair. Well, I yeah. had that in uh, high school, a little bit last week before my newest haircut oh, too. That's, that's a good Halloween costume, by the way. Yeah. You just get the white shirt, and the vest. Yes, you're like Central Park, Art Garfunkel. Uh, quick takes coming up, Artie. What do you got? <laughs> uh, one
0: fast food restaurant is issuing high sodium warnings. Also,
1: could tackle football be going away for youth? We'll talk about both oh. of those in quick takes. Mark from Minnetonka says, Jordana, you look like Courtney Cox. Oh, that's a I can see that. Hey, we got two <laughs> of the six friends in here already.
0: All star closer, Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?